welcome to this Better Late Than Never preview edition of the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast, a show that is for the fans, by the fans. And when I say preview, we're not just talking one, but two major shows this coming weekend. Of course, I'm talking about AEW All Out and WWE Clash at the Castle. Full preview right here on the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast. My name is Chris Belcher. I am your phenomenal host. Thanks very much for hanging out with us. Whether you are watching us on the BodySlam.net YouTube channel or listening to us on SportsWire Radio or wherever you find your podcast. No matter where you're at, hit the notifications bell, hit that subscribe button, give us a five-star review. We would greatly appreciate it. And follow us on social media at PBW Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Like I said, my name is Chris Belcher. I'm hanging out here with my partner in crime, the young buck, Mr. Andy York. And Andy, as we were talking before we hit record, it has been a wild week, but better late than never, right? Yeah, I'm actually kind of glad we're doing it. I feel like I feel like if we were to record it when we normally record, something massive would have happened. Like that would have thrown true. everything off. So it's probably better that we waited anyway to, to kind of cover this and talk about it. I this might be my favorite week of wrestling so far this year of just like everything i mean we haven't seen smackdown yet but like raw was fantastic <clears throat> i actually watched nxt for the first time in like a year because of right. like who all was showing up aew dynamite was fantastic smackdown i'm sure will be amazing as well so like then we got three pay-per-views this weekend that all three right. of them could very potentially still do, like still the entire weekend so it's 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 amazing what we're doing right now Oh yeah, Worlds Collide's got a fantastic card. Um, what what a really good show that's going to be. We're not going to take time to break that down though, but obviously we recommend that you, you know, go watch that when you get a chance. Yeah. I know we are certainly going to. Um, quickly, man, before we get into this double preview, always want to make sure to plug the PBWF Pipe Bomb Wrestling Federation, our fantasy booking show. Andy, we're coming up on week 10, coming up on Monday inching closer to our third pay-per-view man this is so much fun peek behind the curtain we've already been talking about what's going to happen in season two like we're tossing around <laughs> ideas this thing is not stopping anytime soon no it's it's a blast it's one of my favorite things that we've done and uh you know each and every week it's a lot of fun uh if you haven't listened to week nine go back and listen to it because it's probably the best and it's like the peak of what we're going to be able to do this yep. whole thing so definitely go check that out listen to it and yeah, I'm excited for for week ten, and uh, you know, building towards our third pay per view. Week ten has got a lot of wrinkles and twists yep. and turns, and a world championship match on my show. Anyway, I won't get and a mid card title anymore. match on my show. That's right. <laughs> so. That's right. The ladder match. That's right. Speaking of my show and people that are on my show, quickly, I know he's not listening. I know she's not listening, but I want to shout this out real fast. Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green were in my office this week. Mm -hmm. And I'm not bullcrapping people. Like, I work for 24-7 Sports. I work in the CMT building in downtown Nashville. We have studios, and we share studio space and office space with comicbook.com. Well, I find out through the grapevine that Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green are coming in to do an interview at comicbook.com. The comic book guy comes and gets me, and he says, uh, you want to go check this out? And I'm like, uh, yes, please. <laughs> so I go into the studio, get to listen to them, you know, do their, I think it's for the comic book nation podcast. I don't remember for sure, but regardless, got to hear that interview 
and got to chat with Matt and Chelsea for a couple minutes afterwards. And I just want to say, and I posted this on the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast Facebook group. This is no BS when I say this. Like, there are people that you watch on television and that it's it's so cool that you get to be in a Facebook group with them and they run it and they're hands-on with it and blah, blah, blah. But it's another thing to still meet those people in person. Matt and Chelsea were busy, man. They were working. They were going back to impact tapings. They were trying to get out of there. Yet they took a few minutes and they sat there and talked to me. We BSed about how they should do a show in Nashville and blah, 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 and whatever. But they were as rushed as they were. They were engaged in what I had to say and they were having a great conversation. So kudos to them, man. Like, those two are just genuine, and I'm glad there are people in the wrestling business that are truly like that. Yeah, it's it's you know it's nice to see that side because I feel like I feel like a lot of the times when we hear about wrestling encounters with fans or wrestlers with fans, it's not always the best. I mean, recently sure. you had the whole thing with Seth Rollins, you know, based not yelling but like being frustrated with two fans, and then he just came out and said, "Look, I was just got done working out. I was hot. I was tired." I did not react well. Like, <clears throat> don't be afraid to come talk to me. Like, I, I like the fact that yep. we have to realize these, like, these people are human beings. And so, yep. you know, for example, um, when me and my wife went to Disney World um, in April, we were at Epcot and we were walking out of, I forget where we were walking out of. And I turned and looked. I was like, oh, that looks like Alexa Bliss. And then I looked and saw the pink, like, things at the bottom of her hair. And I looked, I was like, that absolutely is Alexa Bliss. And I remember <laughs> it was the weekend of, I think she got married that weekend. So like that was her honeymoon. And I was like, I'm not about to go. First off, nobody else was talking to her. She yeah. was with a group of friends. I was like, I'm not about to be that one guy that's like going to go up to her because my wife is Alexa Bliss fan as well. So she was like, right. should we go say hi? And I was like, look, she's on her honeymoon. She's a regular person trying to enjoy her time it's cool enough that we just got to see her in person. Like we don't absolutely have to talk to her. So like <clears throat> moments like that are really cool of like, you get to, yep. these people are human beings. And so, yep. and they don't have the luxury like me and you do of like, we get to have a private life. They, they, they don't yep. really get that luxury. So it's cool that they're, they're able to take their time out and do that. Yeah. It's, it's very cool. It really is. So just wanted to shout them out. It was, so, it was a very cool experience. It was brief, but it was very cool. Yep. All right, man, fasten your seatbelts. Double preview time here. I can't remember the last time that we previewed. I think it was during, didn't we double preview um, when AEW did Forbidden Door? Wasn't there a WWE pay-per-view close to that? Uh, I think so. There was something. I don't remember. Anyway. Yeah. We did two. We did an AEW and WWE pay-per-view before on the same weekend. That's true. We've done it. But yeah, but daggum, man, like when it happens, it's wild. So buckle your seatbelts. <laughs> Let's get to it. AEW all out a loaded, massive, long card. But I think for good reason. I know AEW has a tendency to have some long shows, but I personally, I don't know how you feel. I personally think all out is like their Super Bowl show. Like this is what put them on the map. This is the one that they should build towards every year and it's in the middle of the year so that that's kind of cool yeah i you know and i think it's also like they have the luxury of they only do like four or five pay-per-views a year so it's not like right. every month we're sitting through like a six hour aew pay-per-view it's like oh every like quarter every other month every four month three months or whatever it is yeah we can sit through a longer pay-per-view because 
they're building to that. And I agree. I think it's absolutely if you're going to have a pay per view go long, like WrestleMania is going to go long. All out should right. go long. All out should go long as well. So I'm excited for it. I know it's going to be a long night of wrestling. I will say, recently, especially on both sides of the spectrum, like, and I think AEW pay per views have kind of always been this way. WWE pay per views, it <laughs> it depended on the pay per view. If the wrestling's good, the night doesn't seem that long. Like the night moves right. along very quickly because we talked about it. Forbidden Door, like Forbidden Door was a long gar- like a long card, and all of a sudden we got to the main event. I mean, you both like, oh, we, we're already here. Like we're we're right. we're moving through this pretty quick. So I think it's going to be that way for both shows this weekend. And the fact that like they're going to take their time, but it's not going to feel like a chore watching all of it at the same time. Right. Right, for sure. And WWE, which we'll get to in a little bit, has the luxury now of Peacock and having a hard out. So we know yeah. that we're not going to get <laughs> super long shows anymore. Right. So we at least we at least have that in mind. With AEW, yeah. they can go, they go all night. Yeah. And the majority of the time they do. Yeah. All right, let's get to it. Main event, which we didn't know what the main event was going to be. Until this past week on Dynamite, it's Punk and Mox in a rematch for the world title. We speculated about this last week as to what this was going to be. And Andy, we've had two weeks to process the squash match and, or a week rather, to process it and to kind of figure it out. Will they, won't they with Punk, heel turns, just, I still don't know what is going on with this world title situation. Like it just. I just don't know. I don't get it. Uh, yeah, I the squash thing was. I don't know how I feel about it still. Um, and I think when we talked about the like the possibility of this being the rematch at all out, I think the squash thing became redundant in a way. Um, but then all of a sudden, like Punk comes out and cuts that promo on Dynamite, and uh, Ace Steel comes out there and like, I don't know if I've ever really like I've heard Ace Steel cut a promo before, but that promo he cut on Punk was like this is. Instantly, I was like, "This I got hyped for this match because you know it." I was going to be excited for Moxley and Punk anyway because it's John Moxley and it's CM Punk. Like, Punk is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. John Moxley is probably my favorite AEW wrestler right now. Like, John Moxley is my top three favorite wrestlers right now. John Moxley is absolutely killing it. So those two guys going at it, I knew it was going to be a good time. We're going to have fun. But the promos that they cut, and then Moxley coming out later and cutting a promo, um, which he got somebody cut his music on too quick because he was he was he was he normally leaves back through the crowd. He was heading up that ramp with a purpose. Somebody got their ear chewed off for turning on the music yep. way too quick. But I, you know, I think the the squash probably shouldn't have happened or wasn't necessarily necessary. Um, but I will say it has added a lot of intrigue the way that we're going now. And I still think it's up for, I think it's depending on what happens on Sunday night. I think we'll look back at the squash match, maybe a little differently. I think it still depends on the outcome of everything as to whether or not, you know, it was a good idea or a bad idea. True. Like if I'm putting on my fantasy booking hat and they wanted to give the illusion that this match was going to happen before all out, that they couldn't wait, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And it's only going to last five minutes. Go in and have some ridiculous double DQ, pull apart, something like that, so that it you can add intrigue that way. I just feel like this intrigue, at least for me, is negative because now, like, I don't want to 
Not that I don't want to see this match, but it's less interesting to me now that Moxley squashed him. What's going to happen to the pay-per-view? Punk going to squash Mox? Like, like what, what are we doing? You know what I mean? It just, I would have saved it, but I don't have the booking hat on. Yeah, yeah, I I probably would have saved it as well. I probably wouldn't have put on... Like, I don't think we needed to have that unification match on Dynamite. I kind of get why they did it. I kind of understand, like, they're trying to... They're trying to build intrigue and they're trying to do all this different stuff. I probably would have waited as well to get to that point. Um, however, I think what's really interesting and what might end up happening, it's going to be very hard if they're because I think we're still heading for a CM Punk heel turn very soon. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be very hard to turn Punk heel in Chicago because it's Chicago, it's his hometown. Sure. But if there's one way to do it, you have MJF come out and help Punk win the title. Ooh. And you have Punk and MJF kind of having this alliance going forward a little bit to where MJF turns on Punk, Punk turns on MJF at some point. We we still head to that match, but you have MJF get involved in this match, help him ha- or help Punk win. Kind of like a maybe like reminiscent of Austin or McMahon helping Austin win the title at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. whatever that 17. was. Yeah, kind of the same thing. Um, I think that would be very interesting, very intriguing to do it that way, and that's a great way. I mean, the crowd's going to turn on Punk instantly if that happens with MJF. Right. Um, and I don't know what else to really do from that point, because if you have Moxley beat Punk again, I think Punk kind of looks weak. It depends on how he beats him, but it, 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 Punk kind of looks weak. But I will say the squash match definitely has added and boosted John Moxley more than anything else. Like Moxley looks like an absolute killer yeah. after that. Yeah. So like I think that may be part of it. You have Moxley be this unstoppable killer. Punk has to have help from an unlikely source, which is MJF, and then we kind of we move on from there. See, I thought you could do MJF coming out, but I I, I for a minute forgot we were going to be in chicago so i was yeah. thinking oh when he comes out he's going to get a baby face reaction well probably not in chicago. not in chicago <laughs> so that's probably not going to happen i mean I, he'll get, his music will hit he'll get a pop like he'll absolutely get a pop as soon as his music hits because right. yeah and once he gets a microphone in his hand or something then boom the the booze will rain down you know, I've been critical of AEW's booking. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> I've been critical of their booking on a lot of things where I feel like that um, maybe there's a lack of continuity or there's it's hard to follow or right. what have you. We've also been critical of WWE's booking where they back themselves into a corner. What, are they, what can they do, blah, blah, blah. I think this is a perfect scenario that AEW's back themselves into a corner. I really don't. Like you said, Moxley looks like a killer. The obvious direction is to let Mox win again. Okay, well, what does that do to Punk? Right. Then you take the, of course, the MJF thing. We don't know what's kayfabe and what's not. So, you know, we can't really, I won't say we can't speculate there, but who knows? Yeah. So uh, let's say that it's kayfabe and it's all a big work or whatever. Well, it seems like you're crapping away the opportunity to have Punk and MJF again yeah. for the title if you're just messing around over here. I know Punk's injury, you couldn't have foreseen that or whatever. Right. But it just feels like, I don't know. Like, when I say I don't know what's going on here, like, I just, 
this is the first time the AEW booking, especially in the world title picture, has really gotten me just at a loss for words. Like I don't <laughs> get it. Wow, and I didn't I didn't ever think I would say that about a Moxley versus CM Punk match, but I yeah. just I don't necessarily get what's happening here. I, I don't either, but yeah, at the same time, like both guys can easily both guys can easily sell a match with one promo. Sure. They like can. they and I think they I think they handled that. I mean, the promos that they cut when Punk came back and started cutting that promo on Moxley saying he was the third best guy in his group. He was the second best John that he's going to beat in Chicago. Like when he was running him down, that that was yep. prime CM Punk. And then John Moxley came out and said, dude, we know the only reason you're out here is because you ran out of money. Like I we I completely understand. Like both of them in that instant, and then they had that pull apart brawl that happened like all night long, basically. Yep. Like yep. that was very exciting. And if you'd have done that for th- I know it probably would have lost its steam a little if you continued to kind of go sure. through that model. So I get what the they were trying to break it up a little. I think it would have caused more intrigue. However, I'm still very intrigued because this seems like Punk's redemption story, while also like John Moxley is John Moxley at the same time. So it's kind of like David and Goliath in a weird way, but I don't really know what the outcome is going to be. Like this is the first time in a world title picture in AEW where like I honestly could flip a coin and whoever wins wins. Like I I there are a lot of ways we can go. I have no idea which way we're gonna go. And I think yeah. that's that's very intriguing, but also like a little concern not concerning. It's intriguing, but you know while it could go amazing, it could also go south really quickly at the same time. Yeah. So like there there are multiple outcomes that could happen. I I just I don't know. I guess it I guess it's pro wrestling, and we'll just have to wait. We'll <laughs> and, see what happens. And you, we talked to, like you talked about you know WWE backing themselves in a corner. Nine times out of ten, when they back themselves out of a corner, something amazing happens. Like they just like it turns out good for some weird reason. So I, I think that could still happen here. Um, I don't think this is going to be a Goldberg Fiend situation or like a Fiend Seth Rollins situation. I think this is going to turn out to be. I have more hope that this is going to turn out to be good, but there's still the chance that this could go very wrong very quickly. Especially because the crowd's going to be so split. Because we're in Punk's hometown, but Moxley... We're in Moxley's crowd. Yeah, Yeah, so it's it's going to be really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, Speaking of interim titles, we've got one that we're going to crown at All Out. The Interim Women's Championship. Jamie Hayter, Carl Sheeta, Tony Storm, and Britt Baker. Fatal four-way. Thunder Rosa injured. Um, and rumor was that even if she was healthy, she was going to drop the title to Tony Storm here, if you believe the rumor and innuendo. So do you think that locks Tony into winning this match? What are you expecting, I guess, out of, out of what we're going to get? I... I don't think necessarily locks Tony as win because, and I, I don't mean this in the way it's going to sound. I think Brett Baker in a lot of ways is the Charlotte flair of AEW's women division. And the fact that like she could easily win the title and we go forward. I don't, I know I'm, I'm a big Charlotte, not hater, but I'm not the biggest Charlotte fan. Right. Uh, and I love, I love Brett Baker. So like, I'm not comparing those two in that way, but like, she's the type of, she's the type of competitor that you could easily, she's kind of like Randy Orton, like Randy Orton in the title picture. I don't care who he's facing. 
he's got a chance right. to win that title. Like that's always there's always that chance. I think that should Brett. However, I do think Tony Storm has become one of the most over women on AEW's roster. So like I think it's time to put the title on her. Um, she has the nastiest hip attack in, in all of pro wrestling. That hip attack she does in the corner, I I don't understand how you don't break your neck when you take that move right. because it's it is vicious. Um, I think that is very likely to happen. I, I know we'll I don't know if we're gonna talk about it a little bit later on, but I'll add it in here too. I think it's also very likely that we have Tony Storm walk away with that title and Athena walk away with the TNT yep. or TBS championship as well. So like yep. <clears throat> I think we're heading in for two new women's champions. Um, and I, I really hope they put it on if I, if I was doing it in order of how, like who I would love to see hold that title. I love, I love Sheeta, but I think she's probably the least likely to walk away with the title. I would love it if they put it on either Tony, Tony Storm or Jamie Hayter, because I think if Jamie won it, the dynamic between her and Britt would be so interesting to kind of see that go forward. So I don't know if they would do that, but I honestly, I think it is between Tony Storm and probably Britt Baker. Right. And then, yeah, that would be the two favorites. But I think I like Jamie Hayter as a dark horse, too, especially because then when you bring Thunder Rosa back in the history between Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, then you add Jamie Hayter into that mix. Yeah. Could be very, very interesting because they got to unify those titles at some point. Let's move to the match that you just mentioned. Jay Cargill defending the TBS championship against Athena. You said it, man. And I think you're right on. Is this the night that Jay Cargill finally falls? And I think the answer is yes. I think it's I think it's time. I think it's time as well. And I think it's going to be because of Stokely Hathaway. Like I think he's going to cost her. Mm. I think he's going to cost her that title. And I also would love to see Jay Cargill just kill him or like try to kill him. I think that would be hilarious yeah. to yeah. see that because I gotta tell you, I am I am very intrigued by what they're doing with Stokely right now. Of him just kind of going around, handing his card out to people. W. Morrissey just showing up on Dynamite and wrecking right? everybody. Like he he looks like the next Wardlow in AEW in a lot of ways. Sure. He could easily be the next Wardlow, and having someone like ha- uh, Hathaway or Halloway with him, I think that's huge. I think that's going to be a big deal. But I think I think it's time. Like I think I I'm I am growing on Jade Cargill. I think she's getting better and better each week her in ring is not perfect but the presentation is spot on like the presence that's one thing they have nailed with her is presentation from day one she may not wrestle like a big deal she looks like a big deal and i think the same thing i'm i'm not making i am making this comparison but i'm not right goldberg it's like goldberg yeah yeah in the in the late 90s couldn't wrestle to save his life and he will tell you that that he had no business doing what he was doing yeah but his presentation Headbutting the locker, following yep. him to the ring with the security guards, blowing the smoke, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Made him look like a huge deal, and it covered up what he couldn't do in the ring. Well, Same thing with Jake. Ultimate Warrior. Like, Ultimate Warrior could Absolutely. not do anything, but his character, his gimmick is what got him so over with everybody. Jake Cargill, I'm not... I'm. I think Jake Cargill's a better wrestler than the Ultimate Warrior. That may be a hot take. That might not be. I. The Ultimate Warrior is... The Ultimate Warrior was just... I tried to sit through one of his matches and I wanted to go jump off a bridge. Um, wait, 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 wait. You have to pick the right one, though. Which one did you, which match did you pick? It was Warrior. Was it Warrior Hogan? From WrestleMania 6? Yeah. That's really good, actually. 
if that's Maybe a good if that's a good if that's a good warrior match then i've i've seen all i need to see for, no, for okay. warrior <laughs> okay i will say this go if and this is advice for those of you who are listening who are poo-pooing on the Ultimate Warrior like Andy is. <laughs> Go watch WrestleMania 7 against the Macho Man. That's the one. That yeah. is by far and above the Warriors' best match of his career. Yeah. We got off on a tangent. That's fine. Continue yep. about Jake Cargill. Yeah. Well, I, I was about to say, too, like, it's not, I'm not hating on, like, old-school wrestlers because I think Macho Man was sure. way ahead of his time as well. Anyway, but... Yep. I think this is the time to put it on Athena. I, I think Athena with that title would be great. Um, I think Athena could be like Tony Storm in a lot of ways. Of she could be easily one of the biggest women, like biggest stars in AEW's women division, um, if they build her up the right way. So I think this is the moment to to pull the trigger and put that title on her. I think. Here's a hot take. I do not think Tony. After talking through this, I don't think Tony Storm is going to win the women's title. I think it will be Sheeta or it will be Jamie Hayter. And I know that's a little out of left field, but if Jade Cargill loses that TBS title, oh, she's going right she's after it. Guess yeah. what? She's coming after. So yeah. you better believe Jade Cargill is going to win that interim title pretty quick and then she'll kill Thunder Rosa and then we're off to the races. I, I don't know if she'll do it. Depends on how, it, it depends on how she loses the title. Because if she loses sure. it because of Stokely Hathaway, I think they're gonna they're gonna run with that story for a little bit. Sure. And if that's the case, then I could see Tony Storm winning and holding the title for a little bit, and then maybe you do Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa. To Thunder Rosa wins. Jay Cargill then challenges, and we go from there. But I I completely agree. I think if Jay Cargill loses by the next AEW pay per view, she will be either women's champion or she will be fighting for the women's championship. I completely, completely agree. All right, let's move to another match that I know you and I are both really excited about. You mentioned Wardlow a few minutes ago. Wardlow and FTR, your favorite tag team, could be the best of all time. Definitely in the top two right now. Um, Against Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. Oh my gosh, if this isn't Dark Horse for Match of the Night, I don't know what is. If this isn't Dark Horse for Match of the Year, like this could, this could, we might be watching one of the best matches of the year. Um, because of the fact that, like, yes, I know I am like, I love FTR, I give them their flowers each and every time I can. I love Wardlow. Uh, if you listen to PBWF at all, I did this first, so you're welcome, Tony Khan, for the idea. Um, Like I, (laughs) I love them being together. It's such a weird combination, but I love them being together. If you have not seen Motor City wrestle, you better be prepared. They are, they are one of. I I put them up there with the Briscoes as one of the best tag teams to never be on a major show. And yes, I understand they're on TNA, they're an Impact, blah blah blah, whatever. They're not. I. They're, they've never really been on AEW or WWE. Like they've never been on one of those. They've never been able to kind of show themselves in that way. You better be ready because this match is going to be amazing. You add Jay Lethal to the mix, which Jay Lethal is. Jay Lethal put on an okay match with Ric Flair. Like let's just like, and it wasn't Ric Flair at all. Like Ric Flair did not do anything in that match that made that match good. It was what Jay Lethal, Andrade, and Jeff Jarrett did that made that what it was. Um. <laughs> So I'm very excited to see this. I think Wardlow's going to absolutely kill Jay Lethal. 
Um, and I'm also excited because I think we're going to see like a stare off between Wardlow and the big tall dude that's with Jay Lethal. Um, I forget oh, his yes. name. Sing, uh, sing, sing uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, the stare down between those two dudes are yeah. going to. That's just that's all I need right there. That that's going to be amazing. You imagine if Wardlow picked him up and powerbombed him through the announce table or the timekeeper's table or whatever. Oh, uh, that. Could you imagine him wild. doing the the powerbomb symphony to him? Like that would that would oh. be amazing. <laughs> wow, man. Uh, but this is going to be a fantastic match. Uh, buckle your seatbelts, folks. Yep. This one is. Whew. Let me tell you another one you need to buckle your seatbelts for. The casino ladder match. Oh, my goodness. Listen to this lineup because I'm telling you right now, this could be the best lineup of any casino ladder match I have seen yet in AEW. Hot take. My I don't remember the other. I don't remember everybody that's been in one, but. The just like the single Star, one, yeah like, yeah yeah star studded lineup listen to this you've got claudio the ring of honor champion you've got wheeler yuda you've got penta el cerro Mieto. you've got ray phoenix you've got dante martin you've got roosh and you've got andrade and Bro. and there's and a, a joker, joker. <laughs> and a joker bro I don't, this I, match is going to be so good I don't know who the Joker is. I don't even have an idea right now of who the Joker oh, might good. be. I was about to ask you. Um, and guess, this guess is who a... it, guess what? Guess who it's not going to be? Johnny Gargano. Well, I, and I was about. I was about to say. <laughs> I was about to say if Johnny could do one match in AEW, I would want him to be in this thing. Like this. Sure. This is the match where he could come in and just like yep. him and Ray Phoenix going together on a ladder, which is just take my money now. That's all I need to see. Yep. I don't know who the Joker is going to be. However, I do think I would love it if Ray Phoenix got this. Like, I would love sure. to see Ray yep. Phoenix get a world title shot at some point down the line. Um, I would honestly, like, I would love it if Dante Martin won this as well. Like, Dante Martin is be cool. ridiculously talented. Ridiculously talented. I'm excited to see what they're going to do. However, if Moxley, this might tell us a lot because if Claudio or Yuta win this, I think there's a good chance Moxley actually wins the main event. Yep, me too. Because Cesaro versus Moxley is something I need to see right now for that title. That would be amazing to see that. Um, so yeah, I, I I probably agree. I have to go back and look at like the other casino ladder matches we've had because I feel like there have been a couple that have been like absolute sure. bangers. But I agree, this one this one has the potential to be. We just talked about a potential match of the night. This probably is my favorite to match of the night like this one um, this one has a very good chance of stealing the entire weekend for sure for sure it does so this one is for a shot of the aew title correct yes uh well is they said a future and they either said a future world championship title or they said a future championship title shot so okay, it could be know, for either i know some of them have been like for the tn for a shot of the tnt title yeah whatever um so i don't i don't know what the, this one is so but what i'm saying is is that to me determines who the winner is going to yeah. be like you said with claudio with mogs and that also determines who the joker is going to be like if yeah. it's for a world title shot i don't know what the clear and we're going to talk about him here in a minute but i'm going to go ahead and throw him out now um i don't know what his clearance status is i don't know any of that but adam cole could be the joker and win this match. Yeah. I didn't think about and that. Go get a shot yeah. of the world title. 
you know? So I don't know if it has to be somebody that's debuting or whatever, but like he's coming back, you know? Yeah. And I don't necessarily, I don't know if it has to be somebody like I would pop if it was Miro, like, if, but Miro's got it. They, they're, he's wrestling. Yeah, uh, House of Black. Yeah, that's right. With Sting and Darby yep. Allen, which that's, yep. that's would be fun. Um, yes. It could, I mean, it could be as somebody like Orange Cassidy. Like, I could see Orange Cassidy being put into this spot as well. Um, Unless he's in the match we're getting ready to talk about next. Yeah. Or, I tell you what, man, Will Ospreay. Like, I know he just tweeted out that he's done with AEW. He's kind of completed. But he also, like, left a little nugget that there's always a chance he could show up. Yep. yep. If Will Ospreay is in this ladder match, I know I'm not the biggest Will Ospreay fan. After the main event on Dynamite and, like, the matches he's put on here recently, I... Will Ospreay is ridiculous. Um, him in this type of match would be absolutely amazing to see that. I do think, though, probably the favorite right now to be the Joker and be in this match is Adam Cole. And I, if Adam Cole is in this match, there's no way Adam Cole is not winning this match. I agree. I agree. Um, speaking of Adam Cole, his former running buddies, the Young Bucks, teaming with Kenny Omega, the Elite going for the newly minted AEW trios tag titles against the winner of the match on Rampage tonight, yep. the Dark Order and the Best Friends. Um, I don't care who wins the match on Rampage; they are not winning this tournament. It, it's it's the least to win. If I have to make a an absolute, this is for sure going to happen in this pay per view prediction. The Elite will win this match. Yeah, no questions asked. Yeah, and I. I honestly think, like, I think it's almost a given at this point that it's going to be the Elite versus the Dark Order, especially since Paige got put in as yes. the third man. Like, I think it, sure. you have to do that. And I wouldn't be shocked. I don't think the Elite are going to be heels. I think the Elite are, I think the elite are going to be babyfaces for right now. It's, it's, it's going to be hard to be against Kenny Omega right now well, after his comeback and everything he's done. Here's what I'll say about that, because I see where you're headed. But yeah. here's what I'll say about that. The rumor is right now that Bobby Fish's contract is not going to get renewed by AEW. He's tie- yeah. he signed a shorter deal than O'Reilly and Adam Cole. They're going to let him go. I would be inclined to agree with you that the elite would be baby faces if Fish was sticking around to be with Cole and O'Reilly and they could be the heels. And I'm not saying you can't have, you know, those guys be faces or, you know, all of them be heels right. or whatever. But I feel like if you're creating this separation, they got to be on opposite sides. Yeah. So now that Fish is not there, I kind of expect O'Reilly to kind of veer off from Adam Cole and then Adam Cole be a standalone. Yeah. So, or he joins up with these guys. I have no idea. Yeah. All I'm saying is, is I think that you could have them as heels. You could get the turn that you're alluding to. Yes. Because I think, I don't know. I think after attacking the Young Bucks, unless it was all just a big, which I could see it also being like a big ploy to get Kenny to come out early and then they all turned yeah. on Kenny, blah, blah, whatever, which I could see that happening tonight that, that as well. And then Adam Page making the save and then we get Kenny and Adam kind of back together somewhat. That would be, right. I'm, I'm fine with that. I think it's still too early though to put the Young Bucks not with Kenny, especially if they're going to win the tag. Like if they're going to win those trios titles, I think you have to keep them. Sure. together and i think if they're going to be together i think they're going to be not necessarily full-on baby faces but i think they're going to be tweeners that lean very heavy baby face for a while um and then adam cole could get involved and 
then we could kind of go from there. However, I do think we're going to see a somewhat formation of the elite back together. Not necessarily back together, but at least on good terms at the end of this match. Um, and I could see this thing. I could see this trios thing kicking off the show because if you're going to kick off the show with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and the Dark Order, like starting off the night with uh, Paige's yep. music hitting or the Young Bucks music hitting, your crowd is set. You're ready to roll. I could definitely see. And if this starts off the night, then I think we're going to start off with the Elite winning and having a good moment with the Elite and yep. Paige kind of hugging it out or shaking hands or whatever. Yep, I completely agree. I think this is this is a shoe in to start the night. I don't think you start with the only other thing I think you could start with that would get the crowd going is the other six man Wardlow and FTR against lethal and Mosey machine guns. I think you could start with that too. You're not going to get the pop that you're right. going to get with the music. I don't think, but I think you could get away with that. I think you could get away with the tag title match as well, because I think if you start sure. off with the, I think if you start off with the acclaimed coming out and rapping to the ring, like I think, nope. I think they're. I think the crowd would get very like they would get involved with that pretty easily. That's true. Yeah, Swerve and Keith Lee against the acclaimed tag titles. Do you feel like that with? Okay, again, it's going to sound like I'm hating on <laughs> AEW, but I have to ask the question because again, as I'm taking notes for this show and as I'm mapping out kind of what we're going to talk about or whatever, these thoughts just come to mind. And if they come to mind, I feel like I have to ask you, and this is yeah. a platform to do that. Right, exactly. Do you? No offense to any of the four guys in this match, all very talented competitors. Do you feel like the tag division is just not as important anymore? No, I don't. I just think there are different players now. Like I, I think, I think the fact that it's not just because I think for a while it was all about FTR, the Young Bucks, um, the Lucha Brothers. Like I think, and Jurassic Express. I think it was those four were running the show each and every week. Um, and I like the fact, like I like the fact that we're adding new players to the game, and I, I really like the fact that it's somebody like the acclaimed who organically has gotten over with the crowd. Like they, what they have done with Billy Gunn is absolutely hilarious, and I love everything that they're doing with him, and I love kind of all the stuff that's going on with him and the acclaimed. So like I, I don't feel like we're taking a step back. I think we're branching out to try to add new people in. Um, and if they put on like it may, it's probably not gonna it's definitely not gonna be the same caliber of a match like the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers in a steel cage because you're very rarely gonna find a match that good <laughs> on any pay per view. Exactly. I don't care. I think you could put FTR and the Usos in the ring together at the same time and they would have a difficult time reaching what those two tag teams reached that night, that specific night for the tag titles. Um so I'm not expecting like that kind of a match. I still expect a really good match because You've got Swerve and Keith Lee who are really good in the ring. And the acclaimed, like the acclaimed aren't bad. Max Caster is not bad in the ring. Like they're all Absolutely. they're all really decent. He was, so I, he was trained by Brian Myers. He can't be that bad. <laughs> so like I'm I'm expecting I'm expecting this to be a really good match. Um it's probably not the same high level quality that we expect with AEW tag team matches. However, I don't think it's taking a step back in the tag division. Okay. I just I feel like it is, but maybe that's just me. Just because we rode the tag division so high for so yeah. long, and now I just feel like it's kind of okay. We set that. Now we're gonna move. It's like AEW how they how they kind of move through cycles of yeah. different things. I feel like we're moving through a cycle of the tag division not being as important. I, I don't know. Just, that's just my opinion, though. Um, couple of matches here quickly. Uh, 
Chris Jericho and Brian Danielson. Can't believe that we're like at the end of our preview of this. We haven't even talked about that yet. What a <laughs> what an incredible match this is going to be. Two well-known WWE guys hooking it up on all out. Jericho is hurt. Uh, Fozzie announced that they are canceling the first two weeks of their tour or postponing rather yep. due to Jericho's throat injury. Doctors orders that he can't sing, but he can probably wrestle. We don't know for sure. Uh, I assume this is still happening, but that news came out after dynamite. So I assume they already knew. So I yeah. would assume they would have announced a replacement. Maybe they will on rampage tonight. Regardless though, if this match happens, this is going to be really good. I'm looking yeah, I, I, I can't. I think they only they only wrestled like a handful of times. I think in WWE, didn't they? So like it, it's it's not something we've seen a lot of, um, and obviously like this is a different Chris Jericho than there. This is a different Brian Danielson than there. So this this, yes. this is going to be something really interesting. Um, Jericho, Jericho's weird man. Like Jericho is not in his prime anymore, and you can definitely see that in the ring. Not saying he's bad. It's just he's it's it's not. It's not the same Jericho. However, like Jericho and Eddie Kingston is some of my favorite matches like of the year so mm. far. Like they've been really fun. They've been really entertaining. I think the same thing's gonna be true with Brian Danielson. I think this is gonna be a lot of fun. I don't think there's any way Chris Jericho wins this. I think Brian Danielson is mm. e- not easily, but I think Brian Danielson convincingly wins this. Um, and so I'm I'm very excited to see what the, like the, I think this match is gonna be a lot of fun. Um, this is one that could potentially start to show off as well. Like you start off with yeah. Brian Danielson's music or Chris Jericho's music and the crowd's going to go crazy. So I think this is, this is something that could start off the show as well. Very true. All right. Uh, Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage. We've talked about a lot. You mentioned Miro earlier, Darby and Sting against the house of black. Um, Ishii against Eddie Kingston, Ricky Stobbs versus Ricky Starks. And Will Hobbs. <laughs> uh, give me some quick thoughts on, uh, on those matches. Uh, Ishii and Kingston's going to be a brutal, <laughs> stiff match like we've never seen before. Probably it's going to be very physical. I'm looking forward to that. Any Sting match in AEW is going to be a car crash. Um, and when you put guys like Sting, Darby Allen, and Miro versus the House of Black, like it's it's going to be the most fun car crash that we're going to have. I think of the nights so, like this. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I, I think also, um, Dan, not Dan Housen, Hook is defending the FTR, ch- or FTW championship against somebody. I don't remember who he's defending uh, against. Angelo Parker. That's right. And Pack is defending against, um, um, Kip Sabian. Yeah. So I think that's something as well that could be, that's going to be really good as Pack versus Sabian. I think that match is going to be really interesting. You know, the card itself, it's loaded. It's a lot of stuff going on, but I think each match has a chance to really shine through. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be really good, man. Um, all out last year, we all watched it at my house together. And what an incredible <laughs> night it was. What a long night it was. But man, so many incredible things happened. You mentioned the cage match earlier. And then who could forget the debut of Adam Cole and Brian Danielson at the end of the night in the yeah. same segment? Um, just really mind blowing on, um, last year at least. Yeah. But if you have to predict something bold for this one, I know I said, uh, that the elite were going to win. I I can't count that because that's a given. 
if you were to predict something bold for this show, man, what do you think? Doesn't have to be a debut. Doesn't be any of that. What do you think? Um, the first thing that popped in my mind is like, I I think it's almost a hundred percent that MJF shows up in some capacity, in some way, or at least we get a hint at MJF. Um, I think that's like, I think in the main event, no matter who wins, I could also see Punk winning easily. MJF music just hits and he comes out there. Like I, and I think that's, that might be one of the ways that they go. One of the ways that they kind of push this forward. But I think if I had to give a bold prediction, it's that MJF shows up in Chicago at all out and reignites the wrestling world on fire again. Like he has done multiple times now. Yeah. I mean, I think if I have to give a bold prediction, yeah, I um, I think MJF is, it would be awesome if he showed up. Don't get me wrong. Place would go bananas. I just, I think that, I think we see the return of Adam Cole in some way. And I think some, because this is the one, like I said, one year anniversary of his debut. I think we see something big set up with Cole, whether it's that he wins the ladder match or we finally get Cole versus Kenny in some way yep. um, or Cole confronts Mox or I don't know, but I think this could be the re coming out. I don't know what his injury status is. Um, so I think this could be the re coming out party of Adam Cole. Yep. Um, to be a big platform to be able to do it on. All right. As we do for all of our preview shows, hand out our high spots and turn sandwiches, the highs and the lows of what we think. For this pay-per-view, and I know that it's loaded, so you got a lot to pick from, Andy. <laughs> but if you had to pick something that you're, I don't want to say not looking forward to, but that is the name of the game, high spots and turd sandwiches, what do you think is going to come up on the short end of this pay-per-view? Um, if I had to pick one that will probably not be as good as the others, I think the obvious and the easiest one is Jade Cargill and Athena. Yep. Um, I think that's the one that's probably going to struggle the most with meeting expect not expectations but meeting the expectations that are set throughout the night like i think that's that's the one that's probably going to be a little bit below average um not saying it's going to be a stinker or bad or anything but that's probably the one that is going to be the the low moment of the night unless athena wins and you know beats her in like five seconds like that would be a shock but other than that i uh i, I don't think i don't think anything groundbreaking is going to happen yeah, that would be the only thing that saves this match for me is an Athena squash. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. I think no. that's the furthest thing from what's going to happen. But until I wrote this down on my notes, until she proves me wrong, Jade Cargill is going to be in the turd sandwich category for me. She's this. You, you, I'm sorry. You said it earlier. Her ring work is improving. Obviously, I'm no expert. I've just watched this my whole life. That doesn't make me an expert. I've put in my 10,000 hours, but not in the ring. So she's done more than I have. <laughs> but from what I've seen, what I like, what I enjoy, what I prefer, her wrestling is not it. I'm just saying. Um, as we move on to high spots, man, we've picked a lot of them. Uh, could go a lot of ways with this, but if you have yep. to pick one, what's going to be it for you for the night? Um. Man, there are two that are there are three that are in my head right now that all three of them could potentially steal the night. I think I got to go with the ladder match though. Like I think the ladder match is 
the way that I, I think the ladder match is where we're going to get a lot of time. We're going to just, it's going to be fast paced. As soon as the bell rings, maybe even before the bell rings, we're doing flippy stuff, jumping off stuff, going through stuff. Right. Like I think, I think it's going to be a high paced intensity match. And I, I think it has a potential to steal the entire weekend. You know, I agree with you. Um, I would pick the ladder match as well, but just for the sake of being different, I'll go with the other match that we mentioned Wardlow and FTR against Jay Lethal and Motor City Machine Guns. I don't think you can go wrong with that match, especially as hot as Wardlow is right now. And FTR is on another dang level right now, as you like to continually remind us about, which that's fine. I'm not I'm not gonna argue. I like me some FTR. But and then you bring in the Motor City Machine Guns. You per- perfectly described it earlier, the spot that they're in. Not necessarily the pressure that they're under, but the spotlight is on them to really prove themselves in a big-time company. I think all of those ingredients thrown together, man, is a perfect recipe for the high spot of All Out. A match that could steal the show, could steal the weekend, but, you know, 1A and 1B with that ladder match, I think. Yeah, I honestly, I think it just... It depends on which match I probably see last. <laughs> like <laughs> that might be my favorite match, or which one I right. see. Like I, and honestly, I, I honestly expect both of them to be like amazing. And the yep. thing that's always crazy about, especially like tag team matches in AEW, but like multi man matches, is like we're always like, yeah, it's going to be amazing, and like, you know, maybe they won't meet our expectations. They're going to be, we expect them to be great. And each and every one of them is different, but they each one brings something to the table that is unique right. and special and memorable. And I'm expecting nothing less than that happening in both of those matches. I completely agree. Um, let's move on, man. But before we do, want to remind everybody, be sure to follow us at PBW Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you're just now checking us out, what the heck are you waiting on? This is the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast, a show that is for the fans by the fans thank you for hanging out with us we bring you two episodes each and every week um we do our fantasy booking show on mondays and then normally wednesday or thursday life sometimes gets in the way Uh, (laughs) but you get a current product show so we cover all of your needs as far as a wrestling perspective is concerned my name is chris belcher follow me at chris belcher 24 on facebook twitter and instagram of course with me as always is andy york the young buck we have gone through in almost just under an hour the all-out card. Now it's time to talk WWE Clash at the Castle. But before we do, this is WWE's first return to England since 92 for a pay-per-view. So it's going to be a big one, 30 years. So we're going to talk about it. But first, the rumor mill is running rampant that Braun Strowman is not only rumored to be headed back to WWE, but this Monday, basically <laughs> that he's confirmed to be at Raw on Monday. Uh, we were texting about this earlier in the week. Thoughts on Braun Strowman coming back? Yeah, this is... um, <laughs> With all the things that Triple H could bring... Like, all the people that Triple H could bring back, Braun Strowman was never really high on my list um not saying anything bad about braun like braun braun is athletic braun's impressive for a guy his size but like that's not an 
abnormal thing to see in wrestling anymore is a guy his size doing things sure. like that. I mean, you've got you've got Wardlow that's kind of the same way. You've got Keith Lee that's like a big dude doing flips and others like he, you know, it's it's you've got Brock Lesnar on your roster that, you know, will flip a, a ring with a tractor. Um, so I, you know, Braun Strowman doesn't really fit. Not that he doesn't fit. There's just there's not a lot of room. And I think what's really interesting, if especially if you look back through the history of, of what Triple H has done in NXT, there has not been a massive giant that has had a lot of great success. Like a like a really big tall dude. Like Lars Sullivan was there for a little bit, but he didn't really do anything except completely botch a black mass. That was the most embarrassing thing that happened. Right. Um nobody else really that like Braun Strowman's size that I can think of ran through Keith Lee. Like Keith Lee was that, but I don't really consider him. I, I kind of consider them in two different categories. So I don't know. It's a weird pick. It's a weird pickup. Um, I'm not as excited about it as, you know, a, a Karrion Cross or Johnny Gargano showing up or anything like sure. that. I think it's intriguing. I think there's stuff you can do with it. Um, I think, I think it was Sean Ross Sapp that tweeted out, he needs he needs Braun Strowman to show up out of nowhere and just attack Roman Reigns and just start yelling I'm still not finished with you or something like that because that that was like peak Braun like pre, peak Braun Strowman was flipping ambulances and right. just beating the crap out of Roman Reigns every single week so if we if we can bring that Braun back that's something special but you know I, I I'm not gonna say I don't have high hopes but it's one of those like oh if he shows up great if not I I. I don't well, really care. <laughs> and I think we've se- I think we've seen the history of what Braun Strowman can and cannot do and we've kind yep. of been there done that. So I understand where you're coming from. I also know that WWE even though this is under Triple H's leadership, yeah. WWE has always been the land of the giants. Yeah. And you got to have big guys and right now we don't really have big guys. So Maybe he is going to bring him back and have him flip stuff over and be an attraction like that and not try to make him go 25, 30 minutes with whoever in the ring. You know what I mean? Just get him in there and, you know, do what he is good. Let's play to his strengths and hide the weaknesses, which includes putting a microphone in his hand. So please don't put a microphone in his hand. (laughs) Um, That being said, I think it's fine. I'm open to see what happens. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But Braun Strowman on his way back. Here's one thing I want to bring up about this, though. You mentioned Johnny. You mentioned Carrie, and you mentioned all those guys. We know Hit Row returned recently, yada, 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 whatever. I feel like WWE, and this, this proves so much through the years, whether it's under Vince's leadership or Triple H's, I really feel like WWE when they want to keep things close to the vest, they can. Yeah. Johnny Gargano. Nobody knew that was happening. Um, Dakota Kai. Yeah. And EO Sky and Bailey at SummerSlam. No rumors. No yeah. nothing. They showed up. Massive reaction. Braun Strowman. We're starting to get, we're starting to pretty much get confirmation. Yeah. Rumors about Roman Reigns losing the title, which we're going to talk about here in just a few minutes. Yep. Those are starting to to ramp up. I feel like WWE can, they put this stuff out there when they want you to know something, but if they don't want you to know, like it, it's staying close to the vest. And I'm glad you brought that up because I got to yeah. thinking, 
I think I think Strowman is going to show up Monday. Like I, I I don't I don't especially the people that are reporting it. I have I have faith in what they're reporting. Like sure. I talk about them all the time. Sean Ross Sapp is probably the guy I trust the most with wrestling journalism because he he shares what he knows, but he doesn't try to he doesn't try to do too much. As my Siri right. picks up because I said Sean and he thought I said Siri. Anyways, <laughs> um, so like I think I think Braun's going to show up for sure Monday night. However, I think they are starting to leak the news about Braun showing up to make us think about that because I think somebody mm. is going to show up in Cardiff. That's going to be a huge deal. Um, oh, and I don't know exactly who that'll be. Like I I have. A couple of guesses. Um, well, I'll ask you about it towards the end of the show. So yeah, keep, keep those so, in mind. <laughs> so I have a couple of guesses, but I think like they because they've done this before of like somebody could show like the, like you know Dexter Loomis is here or Karrion Cross is here, Hit Rose here, like you know all of this different stuff, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere with no warning, Johnny Gargano just shows up after a commercial break on Raw, and it's like oh what is like what is happening? It's so, like. I think they're probably playing their cards because I think they're like you said, Cardiff first show since '92 in England. It's going to be a big deal. They're going to have a lot of you know things up their sleeve that they're going to pull off. Nice and Fury's confirmed to be there already. Right. So like I, I think I think we're going to have a couple of like SummerSlam moments when Dakota Kai and Io Sky and Bailey walked out. We're going to have moments like that. I feel like at this show, and I think they're pl- kind of playing into that by by releasing the the news that Braun Strowman could potentially show up. Yeah. I, I can agree with that. I, I can 100% see that narrative. No so now my hopes are going to be up, and then when nobody shows up, I'm going to be very disappointed. <laughs> That's true. Just got to go into it with an open mind, I guess. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's talk about it. I mentioned Roman Reigns. WWE Undisputed Universal Championship on the line against... Drew McIntyre, the somewhat hometown boy, going to be a big stage man uh, and very fitting for this clash of these two, I won't say behemoths, but these two titans. Yeah. You know, we saw this match during the Thunderdome era when Drew was champion, and it was a banger of a match yeah. in front of nobody. <laughs> so I expect this one to be absolutely incredible yeah and we still have the 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 likelihood i guess of austin theory hanging in the shadows man what's your thoughts on on this main event for this show i i am very excited for this because i i have high hopes for both drew and roman i think it's going to be i think it potentially be match of the night which i don't think we say a lot of about a like about wwe pay-per-views like the main event being the match of the night i, I right. don't think we really talk about that a lot we don't say that a lot i think with this being the case so i think this could potentially be match of the night um i am excited to see what drew is going to do because i feel like drew is about to hit another level i think he's right on the edge of either being in the same category or like getting close to the same category as Roman Reigns, status in WWE, mm-hmm. or he could very easily start to fall down the card a little. Sure. Um, and I think, I think he's going to be the one that kind of, we talk about, you know, the glass ceiling and grabbing the, the brass ring and all this other stuff. I think he's about to completely destroy the brass brass ring. 
Like, I think he's about to really take over and take off. I'm not ready to say Drew is going to win because while, yes, that would be a huge moment and Drew automatically just becomes like the biggest guy in all of wrestling at that point in time. I still would prefer it to be Cody to be the one to beat Roman. Um, however, if there ever Drew's was a time, you know, Drew is on my Drew is third on my list. So like, I'm not. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not going to be upset if it happens. Like, I have other people I would rather have do it. But if it is Drew, I'm not. You're not going to see me complaining about it. Um, I just, man, it's going to be like it. It's it feels like a WrestleMania main event. Like it, it absolutely does. feels like a WrestleMania main event. It certainly does. And so I, I am I am thrilled about it. I'm excited for it. Um, the beatdown that they gave Drew McIntyre on SmackDown was nasty. Like the bruises yep. that that man had on his back. <clears throat> We're talking about bold predictions. This is not going to be my bold prediction, but I can almost guarantee you this is going to happen. Drew McIntyre is coming out to Broken Dreams a thousand percent. And the pop that that man is going to get when that music hits is going to be massive. Like absolutely massive. So I, yeah. I think if he comes out to that music, I think it's very, very likely he wins. Like I think it's very, very likely he wins. Ooh. But I'm still like, I'm going to buy in to every false finish into this match because I honestly yes. have no idea what is going to happen. A thousand percent buying in on the false finishes for sure because it really is a coin flip. Yeah, this match like you can go either way. Like you said, Drew is on the precipice of doing something incredible that he should have done in 2020 and then we yep. had a pandemic like that was drew's time and now we're making up for that loss i feel like we've been saying that over the last year or so well here's the time yep you want that moment you want to create that wrestlemania moment for drew mcintyre i guarantee you this would be that moment for him and if he wins absolutely and then two minutes later if austin theory cashes in and wins the title from him what a crazy turn of events that would be. See, here's the thing, though. They just brought Johnny Gargano back. I know. And he is not on this card at all, which I understand. He just came back like two or yeah. three weeks ago. I think Johnny makes an appearance. And could you imagine the pop that Johnny gets? If Theory tries to cash in, the yep. bell rings, and Johnny costs Theory his world championship match. And Drew just absolutely annihilates Theory. The pop that not only Johnny will get, because now you can, because now we're, we're obviously in a feud with, between Theory and Johnny, which I think is the perfect way to bring Johnny in, have this feud with Theory, then he can kind of move forward. That just adds more, more fuel to the fire. It doesn't necessarily make Theory look weak um, because of all the stuff that's been going on back and forth between the two of them. And you keep the titles on Drew and you kind of move forward. So I could absolutely see that happening. Um, and Johnny Gargano being the hero <laughs> in WWE, to all wrestling fans, keeping those titles off of theory. Just like in the AEW main event, a lot of ways you can go with absolutely. this. There are absolutely. plenty, plenty of options for this main event. Uh, let's talk about the SmackDown Women's Championship. Liv Morgan and Shayna Baszler. Liv Morgan has cooled off tremendously. Yep. Since um since, since they her money in the bank cash in. Since they um, completely dropped the ball at SummerSlam. Like completely well, dropped say, the ball. I don't want to say completely dropped the ball because 
like we talked about earlier, that was them booking themselves into a corner, and yeah. that was their way out, and it did not work. It did not work. Um, that yeah. I I I'll go ahead and tell you right now, we're not handing out our high spots and turd sandwiches yet, but this one to me has turd sandwich written all over it. Even if Shayna Baszler wins, like I just I am so disinterested in this match. I was I've not been a Liv Morgan fan. I was mm-hmm. happy that she won it for her moment or whatever, but. I'm ready to move on and let's do something else. I think I think with all the other matches on the card, I agree that this one's probably not going to be the best one. This one's not going to live up to some of the other expectations as some of the other matches on the card. However, I do think this is going to be 10 times better than the SummerSlam match with Ronda. Um, sure. And I think... I think Shayna's finally going to look like the killer that she should look like. Like, this is going to be, we're getting back to Shayna Baszler, NXT Shayna Baszler, that was an absolute animal (laughs) in the ring. And so I think we're heading to that. I I feel bad for Liv because I don't feel like any of this is her fault. Like, I really don't feel like any of this is her fault. Yeah, she doesn't cut the best promo, but sometimes, like, sometimes when you're not great on the mic, it comes off more genuine at times. Like, if that makes sense, because it's not when you kind of stutter over your words some because you're so built up with emotion or you're like, you're the promo she cut after she won the title. I saw a lot of people giving her flack for it, but I was like, that's pure genuine emotion that I would, I think I would rather see pure genuine emotion than right. A robot speaking into a microphone, trying to play it cool. I think that's what, yeah, like you said, I think that's what she's going for. And I like it. It works sometimes and it doesn't work. And I think it depends on who you're in the ring with. I don't think Liv and Rhonda. I don't think they were the right partners to put together for that dance, for that specific dance. And because of that, it's kind of cooled her off a little bit. So again, I don't blame Liv for that whole fiasco, the whole debacle. However, I do think this has the potential to be a really decent match, a really good match. I don't think it's going to go very long, but I do think both women are going to get their stuff in. Um, And, I'm leaning like 75% that we have a new SmackDown Women's Champion when we leave because I think we're heading towards a Shayna Baszler-Ronda Rousey feud very quickly down the line. I think, it. yeah, I do too. I think it's going to be really interesting, you mentioned Ronda, to see what her involvement is in this match because if you read the spoilers, apparently tonight on SmackDown, because the show is taped, Ronda's suspension is getting lifted. So guess who's going to show up Yeah, for this show? She's going to be there. She's going to get involved. Yeah. So I don't know what to what extent or whatever, but like it's probably going to happen. I could see her helping, not helping, but maybe distracting Liv. Shayna gets the win. And then they like, Ronda gets in, Ronda gets in, does the whole Miz, Logan Paul thing, and then Ronda attacks Shayna and we move forward. Mm -hmm. Or... Shayna attacks Ronda. Like I think that would be yeah. really interesting. I don't want to see a baby face Shayna Baszler. I want to see. Right. I want to rip your throat out. Like I want to rip your throat out. I want to tear your head off. I'm going to break your arm, <laughs> Shayna Baszler. Right. And to be honest, I want to see that Ronda Rousey as well. Like that was the coolest part about Ronda when she first debuted. Is like, oh, this shit could actually break my arm in half. The right. same is true about exactly. Shayna. So I think we need to get back to that method. Well. The time has come to discuss one of the most highly anticipated matches at the Clash of the Castle pay-per-view. 
a match that was supposed to be on SummerSlam. And immediately, <sighs> Triple H's, you could say this was Triple H's first move yeah. as head of creative. This yeah. was point number one. He pulled this match off of SummerSlam. Of course, I'm talking about not just Riddle, Matt, Matt. Riddle yeah. against Seth Rollins. I mean, I think you would be crazy to not be happy that they pulled this match off of SummerSlam and waited about a month more to give us what we really wanted. The only reason why I'm upset is because we didn't get to see this in person. That's, like, that's well, the that's only true. reason right. I'm upset about yeah. that. I, But to be honest, like going into SummerSlam, I was not, not that I wasn't excited, but like this match didn't mean a whole lot to me. Not that it didn't mean a whole sure. lot, but like there was there wasn't as there wasn't that much intrigue going into this match. But then over the last like month, these dudes have done nothing but brawl literally everywhere. I hope, I wish that we would have gotten a moment when they're flying before they're like as they're flying over to England that we had a brawl between the two of them in an airport somewhere. Like that would have been the icing on the cake is having Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle fighting in an airport, brawling in an airport or in an airplane yeah, or something sure. like that. Like that would yeah. like I that should have fit into this. I was they could, ex- they, could they could still air that as like a video package for Yeah. Video. I could I could see that. But like my this went from being a match like yeah, it was going to be cool to see to being probably my favorite feud going into this like into this pay-per-view. The promos that they cut on Raw and that interview, that live interview, satellite interview, was absolutely ridiculous. And it went from being yes. PG to PG fourteen in two seconds. Yep. And I love the switch. Like I love when it just it happened because. Yep. Seth Rollins is sick and tired of being everybody like being called second best to his wife, and everybody like that's the cheap like that's. That is like the equivalent of bringing up Dusty Rhodes to Cody Rhodes in a lot of ways. Right. Of like, okay, everybody's done this. Let's move on. And the way he did it was funny. Like the way Riddle did it was funny. But man, when they come back from commercial break and Seth Rollins just absolutely torched Matt Riddle, yep. absolutely torched him, I did not care about what happened the rest of the night because I thought about, I kept thinking of that moment over and over and over again. And I loved it. I absolutely yeah. loved it. So I'm excited for this. I think that this is going to be one of those that like, they're going to be fighting in the aisle way before the match even starts. Like we're going to have a massive oh, brawl yeah. before everything even, this might start off the show. Like I could see them ba- like fighting from gorilla down to the ring. And then somebody being like, you know, Adam Pierce come and be like, you know what? We can't wait anymore. Ring the bell. This thing has like, this thing has to start right now. Like right. I could absolutely see that happening. I'm going to bring a damper to the party. You ready? Mm-hmm. I don't think we get a clean finish in this match. Oh, I don't either. I, th- I think we're going to Extreme Rules next month with this one. And that's where we pay it off. We get This is probably, I, I don't know if this is like if they put them inside a cage or you know, what they do. But this one is, this one is going next month for sure. Uh. Triple H is in charge now. Yeah. We're going to get that. We might that. get a hell in a cell. No, a we're going to get that. We're going to get that. Um, What's that match they did with Timothy Thatcher and NXT? Um, oh, the dang. Um, um, shoot. Uh, what's it called, Andy? 
I'll look it up. Hang on. Um, I, I'm looking it up. Because Riddle wrestled in one too, didn't he? It was him and Thatcher in the first one. Right? I think so. Yeah. Fight pit match. Yeah, I could absolutely see them doing a fight pit. Like, I could absolutely see that happening at Extreme Rules between these two. That would be wild. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think, I don't know if we necessarily don't get a clean finish. I think we might get a clean finish. Um, I don't think we're getting a, di- I, don't, I don't think we're getting a disqualification. I don't think we're getting really? a DQ. I think we're going to get Seth winning, maybe by underhand tactics, maybe mm-hmm. by doing okay. something and then hitting the curb stomp out of nowhere, pins him one, two, three. Um, However, I could also see this being a clean finish, and then after the match is over, the two dudes just still brawl everywhere. Like I could see, I could see this being one of those. Like, yeah, we have a clean finish, but they hate each other so much that you know what? We're just going to run it back next, like at Extreme Rules, right? Some yeah, massive yeah. stipulation. Yep. If the draft ever happens, then you could draft them to separate brands, like things like like you could absolutely do something like that. Right. But yeah, I I think the match itself is going to be great. I think it was going to be good anyway. I think it was going to be great because of the build that has come with right. it. And I'm, I'm, this is the one I'm most looking forward to. It is going to be a barn burner, regardless yeah. of if it has a finish or not. Um, yeah, oh, absolutely. Be, absolutely. Let me tell you what else is going to be a barn burner. And I can't wait to tee you up for this match because I know that you, <laughs> this might be the match you're most excited about on the whole card. And that is a match that we are going to. Feel this one back in the United States. Seamus and Gunther, a.k.a. Walter, for the Intercontinental Championship. Go ahead. <laughs> Express your <laughs> You So, you know what I said about, like, 20 minutes ago about Ishii and Eddie Kingston being stiff and brutal? This is going to be the same way. And the fact that Seamus's chest is not only going to be red, it's going to be bleeding. It's going to be bruised. It's going to be battered. However, Walter's chest is going to be the same way. Like these two dudes are going yes. to beat the absolute crap out of each other. And I am looking forward to it. The crowd's going to be hot because these are two dudes yep. in their home area. It's going to be an absolute war. I I am so excited to see this thing go through because I I think there's no way Sheamus wins. I think Walter absolutely wins this. Yep. Like a thousand percent sure. wins this. But Sheamus does not get enough credit for being good in the ring. Sheamus can put on a banger of a match with anybody, really. For sure. And if, if Cesaro and Sheamus put on a banger and if Drew and Sheamus put on a banger, both those guys wrestle like Walter. And Walter is about to go to war with Sheamus. I am, I am stoked for this. Like, I... This is like Christmas morning to me. This match is going to be as violent and as brutal as PG WWE is going to get without any weapons or anything. And I, I am so thrilled for this. Let me tell you what, I've never been the biggest fan of Walter. I just haven't. Like I, I don't I don't dig his style, but I know good wrestling when I see good wrestling. Yeah. And WrestleMania weekend of 2021, Tommaso Ciampa versus Walter oh my gosh. was match of the weekend. <laughs> And it absolutely blew me away. I'm not saying that Walter and Sheamus is going to be match of the weekend. What I will say is I expect this match to absolutely like knock my socks off. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> this, this is honestly going to... I feel like this is going to be the same kind of match that Walter and Dragunov was. Of just sure. beating the absolute crap out of each other. And I cannot wait for it. Like I... The chops that Walt that Sheamus is going to eat from Walter, 
Because when like yeah, shape like Walter can chop a small dude and it hurts. But when Walter chops a big dude, it like yeah. it rattles the arena. So I yeah. I think this is going to be absolutely amazing to see this. Quickly, let's run down. Uh, we got two more matches on the card. Six woman tag: Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Oscar against Bailey, Io, and Dakota. Then we have Edge and Rey Mysterio teaming up against Damian Priest and Finn Balor. Uh, quick thoughts on those two. Uh, Damian, uh, Dominic Mysterio is absolutely joining Judgment Day at the end of this match. Wow. Um, I Especially after the little interaction that they had backstage um, on Raw. I think absolutely. He may not join Judgment Day, but he is absolutely turning on Ray. I think, uh, at this pay-per-view. Um, which, by the way, the backstage segment between Edge and Kurt Angle was gold. I love the callback. I love the callback. All of that was fantastic. And while we're on the subject, the segment between Kurt Angle and Chad Gable was perfect. Like them having a shush off was hilarious. Absolutely funny. I loved every second of it. Um, I think Dominic turns and either joins Judgment Day or beats up Ray. And then I'm I'm excited for the women's six tag like six. Six person tag, six woman tag, yes. six day. Yep. Thank you. Whatever it's called, um, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be great. Um, I'm still confused by the finish on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, um, yeah. Of having much. Raquel and Aaliyah win. Um, maybe that's so they can bring in Sasha and Naomi right away and have them go after the, those tag titles. Um, but. I feel like they've kind of like Dakota and EO have cooled off after the loss. Like I, I don't feel they're as dominant as they felt before they lost. Sure. And so I'm, I'm very curious to see what's going to happen here. I think honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if they just absolutely beat the crap out of Alexa bliss and Oscar and Bianca and like really yeah. claim their stake. And then maybe at the end of the match, Sasha and Naomi come out because I think that's mm-hmm. very likely as well. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be good. I'm just curious to see how they're going to recover after what happened on Monday night. Yeah, I am too, because you bring in a group like this and, um, you want to push them immediately. Like what I would, it was weird timing when they, they brought them in and then they do the women's tag title tournament and they don't win it. Well, it seemed like it was tailor made for them to win. Everybody thought they were going to win. What I would have done again, fantasy booking hat here. I'm not, I'm not overly being critical of Triple H's booking here because obviously he knows way more than I do. What <laughs> I would have done would be intentionally have left them out of the tournament on purpose. Yeah. And then they can say, well, why are we left out of the tournament? That gives them more fuel to be able to go beat the crap out of people, stake their claim, as you said, and you know, all that all that kind of stuff and be even more dominant, and then we know what the group is about. Now, you had all this momentum, you've talked all this trash, you didn't back it up in the ring, you lost to a team who's never been a team before. Yeah, I'm not taking anything away from Aaliyah and Raquel, because they're both getting their respective pushes, but you lose that momentum, now, like, okay, what does this group mean? Now Bailey's got to pick up the pieces. Now yeah. does Bla- does Bailey blame them? Do they lose to Bianca, Alexa, and Oscar? And are there you know cracks in the foundation already? I don't know. I'm not being critical of the way that all this is happening. I'm just saying again, I don't get it. 
I would have I would have just left them out of the tournament altogether. Or at least like announce they're going to be in the tournament, and then after they continuously attack people, then like, all right, you're out. Like, since you want to do this, we're removing you from the tournament. Like, you give them a reason to be right. upset and let the attacks continue. And then when Bianca have them cost Alexa and Oscar in the tournament to whoever, and then now there's even more reason for Oscar and Alexa to join up with Bianca to have this match take place at Clash of the Castle. So I right. I think I think the way they went about it was really weird. Um, you know, I I completely agree. I think I think they probably shouldn't have been in it in the first place because if you're not going to have them win, they shouldn't have been in it because now you've right. kind of damaged the whole group. So I don't really know. Um, I think this is one of those kind of like the squash match with Punk and Moxley. I think what happens afterwards is going to be important on how yes. we look at what happened actually that night. Right. I I completely agree. All of that to say, though, it's going to be a fun night of wrestling. It's going to be a fun two nights of wrestling um, for this big double preview that we've got going on here. But as we're wrapping up Clash at the Castle, we said bold predictions, man. I'm going to go ahead and throw mine out first. My bold prediction is that Tyson Fury costs Drew McIntyre the match. Roman Reigns stands tall again. The end of Clash of the Castle, the booze rained down, and we find some way to try to get some heat on Roman in that way, but I think the rain continues. That's my ball prediction. What do you got? That was the one outcome that I dread happening. Like, that is such a... I can see it happening. That's absolutely a way that it could happen. Right. But, man, I think that would derail Drew so quickly. You're right, it would. And I think it would take, because I, like, like I said, I think he's on the verge of either breaking through the glass ceiling or falling down the card. And I feel like if that happens, it would be like Finn Balor, the rope, top rope just breaking and him right. being speared. Like I could see that falling all the way. I could see, I could see that damaging Drew a lot more than helping Drew. Yep. But I could, abso- I, I could absolutely see that happening at the same time. Um, Regardless if, if it's not Fury or whatever, I think Roman Reigns wins this one clean and he stands tall at the end of the night i've i've gone on record and i've said and i've convinced myself if any if it's gonna happen at all if roman's gonna lose the titles this is the absolute opportune spot for it to happen yeah because it would be a huge moment it would make drew blah 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 but maybe i'm just convincing myself i don't know but i i feel like my 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 mind is flipped i think roman reigns has to come out on top I, I I can absolutely see that. Um, my bold prediction is that we're going to have at least one major return slash debut, but possibly up to like three massive returns a day. Three? Three. Okay. Follow you got to lay this out for me. Follow me. I think the three that are most likely to happen is Sasha and Naomi, which I count as two different people, like two different... Oh, right. Coming together, but two people. I think the third one, I think, is The Fiend. I think Bray Wyatt shows up. Okay. And the match I could see him showing up in, I don't think he shows up in the main event because I don't think... I don't think they want to put him in the title picture. Why would they? Exactly. Maybe he shows up in after Seth versus Riddle. Maybe he shows up to get revenge on the whole... Hell in the Cell debacle with Seth Rollins. Like, I could absolutely see that kind of taking place. 
I could but... see him. I could see him going after Riddle, um, as well. However, I think what's most likely to happen is I think we're gonna get a Dexter Loomis Miz moment, mm. and I could see the Fiend showing up there. That's not where I thought you were going. Because if Dexter Loomis is working with the Fiend, that's one thing that would be very like if Dexter Loomis was a henchman to the Fiend, I think that would be hilarious, Whoa. but also really Whoa. interesting at the same time. Like I could absolutely yep. see that. Um, and obviously, like, there's history between the Fiend and Miz. Anyway, they had that feud a while sure. ago, and you know all of that. But however, I think, I think either he shows up, or we start to get indication that he's going to be there. Like he's he's coming back. I think it's far more likely that we start getting indications, you know, that he's going to show up. Not that I don't think he could show up because I do. I do not think he's going to show up and attack Rollins because I think the hell in a cell thing, I think that's all behind them because the next month he beat him for the title and it was, it was done. So, and he went on a run for several months after that. So I think that's done. So I think if he shows up in a match, if we're saying right now, okay, Bray Wyatt is showing up. Where's he going to show up? I think he shows up. In the tag match with Judgment Day and Edge and Ray, and we get the Fiend versus Edge. That would be nice. That's what I think we get. That would be very nice. I also think that's a very big possibility. There's also a chance he shows up at the end of the six woman tag match and stands in front of Alexa, Alexa Bliss. Yep. Like I think that's I think we could see that. Not that they're gonna bring that character of Alexa Bliss back. But like, there's some history there that if he if he comes back, that needs to be addressed. That's too much. What That's if, too- what if what if we hold this off to Raw? Because nah, follow me. What if we hold this off to Raw? Because I feel like at a pay per view, you don't necessarily have time to flesh this out and to let this story tell itself. Maybe we wait a little longer. What if somehow Alexa like resurrects him, and that's how he comes back? Yeah, and they tell some sort of story to where she like. Stuff starts going wrong for her. She starts conjuring up, you know, and then he shows up that way. I don't know. Yeah, I think that would be cool. But just the, I think one thing that they want to do with him specifically is like the out of nowhere surprise lights go out, boom, here he is. Like no indication. There's just the feed back in the ring attacking somebody. Um, and you know, and I think what like, it's very possible that we're going to be in Cardiff. There's going to be a lot of legends. I feel like at this show, sure. um, and he could easily just show up and mandible claw somebody, and we're back. We're back to running. And you know what? You said he could show up in the Judgment Day match. He could go after Finn Balor again. He could. Like yeah. he could absolutely go after Finn Balor. I don't want him to be the leader of Judgment Day. Like I don't think. I don't think Finn and Damian oh, Priest and Rhea. That would be so good. I don't know if they fit with him though. Like that's the thing. But I don't could. know if they fit. They could. I would rather see Dexter Loomis with them than Judgment Day with them. Um, but at the end of the day, I still think we get. I, I think it's almost a lock that Sasha and Naomi show up. Um, maybe at the end of the six woman tag, maybe in some other capacity. I think they show up. I think there's a very good chance that we start to see indication that Bray Wyatt's coming back. At least that's what I'm hoping. (laughs) Regardless of whose bold prediction does or does not come true, I think we can both agree on the fact that WWE is going to use this show, this out-of-the-U.S. show, 
yep. differently than all of the other out of U.S. shows we've seen recently and establish an out of U.S. show as an important show. Absolutely. Because we started before Vince left. We started to see some of the Saudi shows get better mm-hmm. and feel more important. Edge and Seth Rollins, Hell in a Cell, you know, yada, 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 the list goes on. Goldberg versus Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. whatever. We started to see them feel more important and be better shows. So I think that trend continues. And I think we establish those out of US shows as a mainstay, as part of the regular schedule of yep. things that you can't just bypass this show because it's at an odd time in a different place. This is also, this continues storylines. This is must see WWE television. So I think regardless of who shows up or what happens, that trend continues. And I could see it like being part of one of the big four pay-per-views. Like I could see this becoming a huge, huge deal each year because they want to give the international fans that aren't able to, you know, watch a WWE pay-per-view all the time in person. They want to give them something to remember. And I think that, I think like that's, that's the route we're going to go. Not, you know, a bunch of part-timers coming back, beating people because the Prince of Saudi Arabia didn't know that half the guys he requested were dead. I, I think, I think we're heading to a point where like now, Oh, like, and especially you, like the UK crowd is as It'll be wild. It'll it, be like wild. The, the UK crowd is what we consider like the Philadelphia crowd here of like mark wrestlers like we like they understand the business they they know what they like they know what they dislike and they don't mind telling you if something that happens that they don't like so i i think i think they're going to give them something to remember um and that there's a lot of ways they can go with that i know that we're going really long we're approaching an hour and a half thank you guys for, <laughs> for hanging with us we're going to give our high spots and turd sandwiches in a minute i've got a rabbit trail that i need to derail us on uh, here we go. I'm really sorry. I really didn't want to do this, but you were talking about big moments in England and you know yada yada whatever. Um, I have to bring this up. We're looking down this card. Who's not on this card? AJ Styles. What are we doing with our life? AJ Styles is not on this card. He was not yeah. on the SummerSlam card. No. He was not on, if I'm not mistaken, the pay-per-view before that. What was the pay-per-view? Uh, Money was in the Bank? Six man. He might Money in the Bank that, was... That I don't think he was in Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank was before that. He was not on the Money in the yeah, Bank. Yeah, he was in Money in the, the Bank. Six man was... He was on Money in the Bank because... No, when was Judgment Day... When was Judgment Day versus... It was the pay-per-view before that. It was the That's right, because that. That Liv was a part of it. Pay-per-view before that. That's yeah. right. So this is three pay-per-views in a row that AJ Styles is not on that. Why I bring this up is because you talk about big moments in England. Yeah. Guess who the first ever world champion crowned the first title change, not in the US, in the WWE. Who who was the recipient of that? It was AJ Styles. It was in London. Yep. It was on SmackDown. Just say. Okay. And, you know. I, well, I I think part of that is one we don't know if like we don't know what his schedule looks like because I feel like he's going to start taking a more sure part not part time but he's not going to work as much as he did because the dude is it's time for his you know yep 
what was the what was the sign in Alabama for some random reason? Oh, his colonoscopy. Yeah, it's time for his colonoscopy. So he's getting old. So he, you know, he he's not going to want to wrestle as much. He may not like. He may not have wanted to go to England. He may not like. We don't know those circumstances. However, I went on that massive rant before SummerSlam of like, I know one of the best wrestlers, not of our generation, one of the best wrestlers of all time, is yep. not on your second biggest show of the year. You've got a problem. He ended up showing up. Showing up in wrestling are two different things. Now the first England show since 92. Not just a massive wrestler, like known wrestler, but like the dude made his name on the independent scene around the world. Yep. These are his people. <laughs> like He should absolutely have somewhat of a match on the card. Yep. Yep. But I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who you could put him in there with right now either. Well, I also don't know what his status is with the Triple H regime. I'm not saying right. on bad terms or good terms. I just don't know what that looks like. So, yeah. I assume we'll get some more clarity on that in the well, coming weeks or so. But you know what, man? He the last like month on Raw, he's been killing it, and he's yes, he been is. like a main focus of the entire show. Okay, okay, time out. Okay, this makes me feel at ease. Are you ready? I just noticed yeah. this. Who else is not on this card? Bobby Lashley. Right. Okay. I feel better that AJ's not on the card. Lashley's not on the card. Right. Okay. I feel better. Yeah. Anyway. Because like Bobby Lashley's one of the big like one of the most overdudes in the entire company right now. Like yes, Lashley he's not on the card. Lashley can do no wrong and uh, I like the fan of the eyes right now. So or the eyes of the fans right now. So I I yeah, I think I think this is one of those of they were already starting to tell these stories when Triple H got involved. And once we get through this pay-per-view, then we'll start to see guys like AJ. Because Kevin Owens isn't on the card. Sami Zayn isn't on the card. Like, there's a lot of guys that you could put on the card that aren't on the card. But after we get past this pay-per-view, then I think we're like, at Extreme Rules, we're going to get a lot more Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, Sami Zayn, guys like that. Gary Cross isn't on the card. <laughs> like, he just made his debut. Well, yeah, but you don't want to rush those guys in. Same with Johnny Gargano. Right. You don't want right. to rush those guys in. You want to... You want the the time to be right for for their first match and that kind of thing. And I think there's absolutely a chance that at the end of the night, Cross makes an appearance yes. in the main event. Yes. Definitely, some way, definitely. somehow. I agree. Yep, I definitely agree. All right, high spots and turd sandwiches quickly for cash, cash at the castle, <laughs> um, clash at the castle, and then we'll get out of here. I've already said my turd sandwich earlier, and I'm sticking with it. Liv Morgan and Shayna Baszler, even just Shayna wins this match. Like, I am so far from interested in this that it's not yep. even funny. Uh, I hope Shayna winning makes me more interested, but gosh, I just could care less. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mine may shock you. Mine may surprise you. Oh. My turd sandwich of the night is probably going to be Edge and Ray versus uh, Judgment Day. Know. And not because I don't like I'm not it's not that I'm not excited for it. It's just Judgment Day has been so up and down since they came like since they arrived on Raw that I don't know what to expect. However, if Dominic turns and like joins, that's really cool. If what you said the fiend shows up, then like, oh, this is the greatest segment of all time. Um (laughs) but all right, Brad (laughs) Beal. But if this like if this just stays in its own little like as its own little bubble right now. Um, I think there's more that can come out of Liv and Shayna 
than could come out of Ray and Edge versus Judgment Day. I tell you what, though, when the bell rings for this match, oh yeah, these four guys in this match are going to make you forget about that. I think. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Because and if, if Beth, if up. Beth Phoenix gets involved and just starts attacking Rhea Ripley, I, then right, you know, I, I'll I'll eat my words when we do the review. But yeah, I It'll, as of right now, this is probably the one that I between this one and the SmackDown Women's uh, Championship match are the ones that I'm like, eh, it's it's whatever. Okay, high spot. I see. I see two that we're picking from. What you got? You I, got see I see three. Um, oh, I see three. Oh, yeah. You're okay. okay I got you, <laughs> so I got you. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you'll pick the other one. Probably. Yep. I don't say know. It. Honestly, I, I, I'm not going to give you crap if you say it. Go ahead. Honestly, like. My head says Seth and Riddle is going to be the match of the night. Like, that's what my head says. My heart says it's going to be Walter and Sheamus, and that's the one I'm sticking with. I think it's going to – I could see it starting off the show. I could see them playing that music, getting the crowd amped up, ready to go, and then we just have a bar fight to start off the night. Like, I – could you – you imagine that show kicks off with Seamus's music? Oh, oh, the gosh. place will go. Start off with Walter's music. The place is going to go, especially, yeah, yeah. especially if they bring back the old Walter music. Like if they bring back the Imperium music, I think that place will go absolutely nuts, absolutely insane. But that's my high spot is is Walter and Seamus. Well, you know what I'm going to pick: <clears throat> Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns, and Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Uh, if they get, I'm telling you. If they get anywhere close to that Survivor Series 2020 match, look out. Yeah. Because that will be match of the year candidate. Absolutely. I firmly believe it. If they get close and you get a crowd in there, oh, my gosh. Like you said earlier, we're buying every false finish coming yep. and going. And just that storyline alone just has me on the edge of my seat because this is – I don't know about you. This is the first time in the two-year reign of Roman Reigns that I'm looking at this match and I'm going, this could be it. Like, this could be the one. Aside from Rollins at Rumble, because that was sort of just a one-off. It wasn't a story. It was kind of quickly told, and they quickly left it alone. Yeah. But aside from that... I, yeah, I, I think this is the one where, like, I think between the Rollins one that you mentioned and then anytime Brock's in the ring, there's always there's always a chance that it's going to happen. But this is the one out of all of them that's, like, Roman might be the underdog in this match. Like, yes, Roman, yep, for the absolutely. first time, Roman might be the underdog in this match. And, you know... I, I'm fine with that. Like, I love it. I think it's very interesting. If Roman beats Drew clean as a whistle, Roman Roman becomes unstoppable at that point. Yes, he does. Which is which interesting. Is why I think it's gonna happen. <laughs> it is, and it's inter- it's interesting, but it can get very like yes. it can get very dull very quickly, especially if he starts to beat the same people over and over and over and over again. And if Drew wins, then you just get like all right, we're hitting the reset button. We got a fresh champion. Like we're this, this is exciting times as well. So I, you know, I completely agree. I think this is, this is going to be one of those that every single move is going to make everybody flinch and everybody's going to be on the edge of their seat. And 
this this is the best main event you could have for this show, apart from maybe Drew already being champion and defending against Sheamus. Like I think that would be like that might be the most ideal <laughs> main event for this show. Right. But Drew Roman is going to absolutely tear the house down. Well, you know, you talked about Roman being the underdog. He's been champion for two years and he's he's an underdog. Yeah. Kudos to WWE and their storytelling and the way they have made us buy into this match. And we all thought it was crazy that it was the SmackDown before SummerSlam where we announced that Drew McIntyre was going to challenge the champion. We all thought they were crazy for doing Like, why don't you just put that match on SummerSlam? It makes the most sense. Well, guess what? It it worked. It worked. And And we are hook, line, and sinker. Here we are. And the best part of it, like not the best part, but one of the things that has helped is Drew's promos have been less scripted. Yes. And it's been more Drew McIntyre being the charismatic man that he is going out there. The promo he cut at SummerSlam was wild. Then the promo him and Kevin Owens cut on each other was like on another level. And then the face-to-face he had with Roman, the beatdown he took last week, whatever's going to happen tonight. Like I – Drew McIntyre – is back to being Drew McIntyre when he eliminated Brock Lesnar from the Rumble. Yep. And if Drew wins, he gets elevated even more. If he loses, it depends on the way he loses. He could stay elevated or it could just derail everything very quickly. So I'm excited for the main event, but there is also a little hesitation plus i also had ptsd of when vince was in charge that i i, I knew something bad was going to happen at some point so I, I i still have that looming around in my head but i i'm my excitement outweighs my nerves for this one sure. and so I'm, I'm looking forward to it it'll be interesting to see how it all unfolds for sure keep yeah. it tuned in right here at pbw podcast on facebook twitter and instagram wherever you find your podcast that's where you will find our show and we will be back with you next week to break down all of the action it's going to be a busy weekend so uh, most likely there will not be a post show coming your way for these shows we'll hit you back up next week though um and let you know give you our thoughts and opinions and don't forget monday's Pipe Bomb Wrestling Federation Week 10 is coming up this week. So you want to check it out. Um, that's going to do it, man. Uh, what a loaded show. Man, almost an hour and 45 minutes. But <laughs> what happens when you have two massive shows yeah. on the horizon? Yeah, and we didn't even talk about Worlds Collide. Like, we, this could have been this could have been a two-hour show if we really wanted it to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us. Make sure you give us a follow. Again, support all of our partners, Bodyslam.net and Sportswire Radio. Give them a follow and check out their other stuff. I know they would appreciate it very well. For Mr. Andy York, my name is Chris Belcher. Thank you for being with us on this edition of the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast. We will catch you guys down the road.